Welcome to the Woman Unleashed podcast. I am your host and coach, Kelly Kristen, and my mission is to have every woman know her worth, speak her truth, and unleash the fierce feminine power within to live life in full expression. If you are wanting to experience more joy, pleasure, deeper connection to your femininity, sensuality, and spirituality, you are in the right place. This podcast will give you the tools and guidance you need to transform yourself and life from the inside out. I am so happy to have you here. Now, get ready to unleash. Hello, sisters. How's everybody doing out there? Welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. And I gotta say, you know, I'm recording this on, it is Friday, January 10th, and we just had uh, the full moon wolf, and that didn't make sense. <laughs> the wolf full moon, that makes more sense. There we go, Kelly. And uh, the eclipse is currently happening like today, right now. And I just gotta say, I have been in my feels for the past couple of days. I'm like, I need to get out in nature. I need to do all of these things. Like, I've just been a little bit of a mess myself. And I just want to let you know and remind you that if you have been a mess, it's okay to be a mess sometimes. It's okay to be emotional. It's okay to feel all of your feelings. You know, they're there for a reason and we don't have to push them. We don't have to, you know, hush them down, push them away. Like all of that is just really not beneficial for you right? Feel your feelings. Allow yourself to be. Allow yourself to feel. And don't judge yourself for it. You know, I think that that's one of my favorite things to do now is just allow myself to feel and be with it and process it and then just let it go. Just let it go. And if you're having a hard time doing that, I've certainly had a few episodes on here where I talk about emotional health and really like healthy ways to balance our emotions and to process and all of that. So you can go back and just thumb through and listen to anything that says anything about emotional health. And I'm sure I'm talking about it. That's one. Two is if you have not already purchased my book, The Call to Rise, definitely go into super heavy detail about all of that and really give you uh, the ways that I like to release emotions and all of that jazz. So that's just a little PSA for you. And if your life is beautiful and amazing right now and you like have breezed through the this little eclipse season that we just had from Christmas to now, well, you get on with your bad self, girl, because that's what's up. And I dig it. And I'm here for you, here to celebrate you. And today's episode, I'm really excited because it is with my girl, Marley Ansel. And Marley is a master mindset coach and spiritual thought leader. And what I really love about this conversation that her and I have is that we really just, we're friends, so we know each other and we just have such a good conversation back and forth about the dynamics of um, the universe, really. And I mean, gosh, this conversation goes everywhere from talking about twin flames to uh, how to keep your vibration up and your thoughts and how to really get yourself into a positive energetic state for you to be able to attract things that you want into your life and just so many amazing spiritual comment um spiritual concepts and what I love about Marley is how she really she has just a great way of explaining these 
sort of complex concepts, you know, like manifesting and energy work and all of this. And she just has a really beautiful way of bringing it down into just digestible terms. And she has spent the last 10 years studying universal law, human potential, personal development. And as she has mastered these principles and began applying them in her her own life, she went from making 34,000 a year at a corporate job to now running a multiple six-figure business. And she now teaches other women to do the same. Her motto, which I love this, is it gets to be easy. And that's really what she she embodies. She embodies that so well, ease and grace. And um, you're going to hear that come through in today's episodes. So I'm so, so excited to introduce you to Marley. And I hope that you enjoy and I will see you on the other side. I'm literally on like my third cup of coffee today. And it's so weird because like sometimes I don't even drink coffee. And then other days I'm just like, that's all I want. That's I, it, all day, every day is all I'm drinking is coffee, right? Let me tell you this. Okay, I had this massive revelation yesterday. So Robert and I, every time that we sleep, it's like we leave this world. Like it's like <laughs> well, it, is, true. it is the hard. Well, yeah, but it's like the hardest thing in the world to get up out of bed. And so yesterday. Like he sets his alarms. I don't set an alarm because work from home life, not yeah. doing that. Right. That was like the second I quit my job, I was like alarm clock fucking out. <laughs> not doing it. And so he sets his alarm. He snoozed it God knows how many times, but he set his alarm for seven o'clock. We woke up at 10 a.m. Okay. <laughs> my my cleaning lady was banging on my door because she was supposed to be here at 10. She called me four times, left voicemails. I mean, it's like we leave. And so we're, we're just blown away by it. So I go and I Google because we, I, okay. There's a lot of backstory. I've never gotten behind the term like twin flame or anything like that. until right. I met him. Once I met him, I started looking up like what it actually is and all of that. Right. And there's just so many things that were like, oh, okay, holy shit. Right. So I Google talking about being a nerd. I can call twin flame sleep patterns. <laughs> and it's like, I'm just, you know, it's just like, that's what I felt called to do. So that's what I did. So a lot of it talks about insomnia and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a problem. And then I find this article where it talks briefly about twin flames, but basically what it said is when you meet your twin flame, you are it activates an awakening inside of you. So it literally starts to up-level and ascend your energy just by coming into proximity with them. And then it goes on to talk about the, the ascension is what, it's, what it is essential, essentially doing is altering and changing your DNA because it's upgrading you to carry out the higher purpose that your soul contract of coming together is supposed to carry out. Okay. So wow. DNA is literally like on a molecular level changing. Yeah. No freaking wonder we can't get our asses out of bed. Do you imagine like the amount of energy that it takes to make those upgrades and those changes? Yeah. So all of these things were coming together. And then it talked about how, you know, the universe as a whole is going through this ascension. Everyone's waking up. There are light leaders that are being called to lead or lead the, the next iteration of this whole ascension that the universe is going through. So it was, it was, it was massive. Like it's huge. funny. I feel like I've been needing so much sleep lately. Like I have to get a minimum of eight hours of sleep. Like, and my body will just not get up prior to that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so many of my clients have said the same thing. They're like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm trying to get out of bed. 
And it's like, just, just let it just allow it. Just do it because that's going to do so much more for you in this time period. Like if you just allowed yourself to go through the upgrade you needed to go through in the time period, you're supposed to go through it. It'll be done rather than you trying to force yourself to be a morning person. You know? Oh my gosh. I'm so same. And it's like, for me, I tried forever to get this sort of like maybe some kind of routine in the morning, whatever. But I find like, I'm so much more activated at night and like, I, most of the time, you know, I don't go to bed most nights before like 2 a.m. because mm-hmm. I'm just awake and that's when my body wants, like, I feel like I receive my downloads and like my connection to source, like during that time. So it's like, I'll meditate at 1.30 in the morning and have super clear, beautiful meditations. But it's like, if I do that in my morning, which like, I'm really not rolling out of bed and like doing the things until maybe 10 a.m. It's like at that time, it's just a no for me. And it's taken me like really having to deprogram, you know, that whole like, if you don't master your morning, your whole day is fucked sort of bullshit mindset that we get thrown at so much. And just like, actually what works for me? What's best for me? What do I really enjoy? Like I won't, you know, schedule anything on my calendar before like 11 a.m., ever because I'm like, no, I need like my time in the morning. I need to process, drink my coffees, like, (laughs) you know, but I don't, I don't like really turn on until later. And then it's like, I don't feel bad that I'm up late just because society told me that that's wrong or bad. It's like, no, like that really actually works for me and I enjoy it. And I love like that time at night when I feel like most people are sleeping, it's quiet, and it's like just, I feel so peaceful during that time. And that to me is so much more peaceful than like waking up, forcing my body to wake up at 4.30 in the morning for the same thing that I could get, like, no. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot there. There's a lot to that of understanding who you are, how your body functions, and working with it, right? Because the other side of that is if I say, no, 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 I should be like being in that should energy. I should be a morning person. I should be getting up at 4am. I'm making up the story that if I don't get up at 4am, then I can't have success. All that is, is rejection, 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 rejection against yourself. You can't get shit done that way. Right. So it's like like under, we've been talking, it's so funny because we've been talking about this in all of my groups and all my courses of understand who you are and leverage it come into there's so much more power in full acceptance of this is who I am that's when all of you lines up with you right like you're unstoppable when you come into full acceptance of who you are and then use that to create what you want right you feel peaceful at 1 30 in the morning because the majority of the energy of the the location that you're at is sleeping. It's the same thing that someone in, at four in the morning feels. The majority yeah. of the energy yeah. around them is subdued. It's sleeping. It's the exact same thing. So it's right. like, do it how it works for you. Cause it's the only way you're going to find success. You know? Absolutely. And I love, and it's like, just really, it's so much of, it's just societal conditioning and when you wake up to that and sort of like, really just start questioning, no, what do I actually desire? What actually works for me instead of, I feel like most people are really miserable, you know? And it's like, they try to force all of these habits because they read it in some miracle morning book. And it's like, 
okay, if that works for you, great. But I feel like a majority of people, it probably doesn't work for because we're so individual, you know? And it's like, if you just open yourself up to, actually, I know nothing. Like, I'm not going to say that this works better than that, that this is better than this. It's all made up. So what actually feels good for me? And you just come at your life from that standpoint. I feel like that is like the peak of creation and where you can really step into your own because it's like, actually, no, what works for me? And that's it. And if I, and like, I know when I follow that, like that's when everything works so well. Yeah. Because, because it's full acceptance. There's no resistance energy there. Right. So it's like when you come into full acceptance, everything opens up, you know? And it's like, I always say, if the masses are doing it, run the other way. Because are the masses, are the masses happy? Are the majority of people that are doing the thing that they're all doing that norm core way, are they happy? No. Right. So it's like, why are we going to follow a crowd just for the sake of following a crowd when they're doing something that isn't actually equaling success? Because even if you have financial success and you've got your miracle morning in place, if you're not happy, like that's the ultimate failure. Right. Oh my gosh. That's so, so important because you know, I, you know, I do work with quite a bit of people that are like financially successful and like have like, you know, all those check marks ticked of everything that you're supposed to have. And they, they just realize that they are miserable. And it's like, yeah, because you've never considered your mental and emotional and spiritual well-being. And if you're not doing that and really working together on all of those levels, like you cannot reach fulfillment. Like, isn't it Tony Robbins that says like, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like you attain, you, you get all of these goals, you attain your goals, but if you're not feel, feeling, feeling the fulfillment, <laughs> that's like a tongue twister. If you're not feeling that fulfillment, it really doesn't matter. Like you can have all of the money in the world and still be miserable. I mean, it's the reason why, like you see so many celebrities and like people like that, like that end up you know, on drugs and committing suicide and all these really horrible things that happen. And it does happen a much larger percentage, like of people that reach that certain financial level. And it's like, why is that? You know, and it really comes down to that mental, emotional stuff. Yeah. Well, because you think about the majority of people, your motivation for any and everything you do is money. The majority Mm -hmm. of people, right? So once you reach a certain level of financial success and you find at that moment, oh, it doesn't bring happiness. It doesn't bring fulfillment. It's like this, it's almost devastating, right? Because then for someone who, who hasn't learned to find it within, but hasn't taken that path of spirituality, of opening up, of finding that internal growth for someone who's there, it's like, it's like, it feels like death. What do I work towards now? What? Because we have to as humans, we have to have something we're working towards. And so if the majority of us are always working towards money and then you get the money and then the shift of the feeling didn't happen inside of you, now what? Right? It's like, it's like a feeling of devastation. That's why you see so many like, I need, I need to feel something. So turning to alcohol, turning to drugs or even, you know, worse, it's like nothing can work. So then suicide comes into play too. It's like, because looking for something externally to make you feel a certain way will never satisfy you. You will always be looking for another level right. outside of it. Right. Cause it's like, we actually don't even want the things that we think we want. We want what we think the thing will make us feel. And it's like, yeah. 
when you actually primarily put how do I want to feel first, you, you then end up getting the things that, that are in alignment with the feeling. Right. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's like we have this idea of like, ah, I'm going to get the thing and I'm going to feel so good, but you get that thing, you don't feel good. And then you're like, well, now what? And it's like, well, cause if you actually just felt good before that, you would have got the thing that you're actually in alignment for having. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what we were talking about earlier, right? Like the only thing that actual mat actually matters is the vibration that you're holding. Right. In here in struggle and hustle and worry, there's no way that I'm going to be able to attract thoughts, ideas, or manifestations of things on a higher level of happiness and fulfillment and ease and freedom, right? The two don't exist on the same plane. So if I don't have the vibration, the feeling inside of me, I'm not, I'm going to attract, you could attract material possessions that maybe look like this higher level, but are actually on the lower level. And then you're just going to continue creating that hustle feeling, that stress feeling. So like you can hustle your way to financial freedom, right? Mm -hmm. But you're not going to feel the feelings of freedom because you didn't do it on the vibration level that actually creates that feeling. Right. So how would you, so break that down for me and like, okay, somebody's listening to this right now and they're like, okay, yes, yes. I so get that. But like, how do I get into the vibration? But the easiest and simplest way is to do things that make you feel good, that make you feel good at the end of the day. I mean, and it's, it's so much more than just like a, you know, 30 minute coffee chat, but like the, the way that you feel is always stemming from a belief system that you have, you know, and you know that through mm -hmm. and through the belief system that I have, if I have a belief in place that says I have to work 18 hours a day in order to create financial success. And I have a belief system that says people who are financially successful are greedy and horrible people. Then I have two beliefs here that are completely, I might work and hustle my ass off, but I'm going to keep myself from actually creating an enjoyable amount of money where it feels like financial freedom. Because if I create that amount of money, then my belief system says that I am a greedy, horrible person. So it's this contradiction happening inside of you all the time, right? So it starts with your beliefs. Well, so start changing it. What if it, what if people who have financial success are beautiful people that can create a change and raise the vibration of the planet and have all these beautiful things come into fruition because of that, right? So start shifting and changing how you start to see things. And then that's going to make you feel better, which is all the vibration is, is how how you're feeling, and then you're going to feel compelled to do things that are in alignment with that feeling. Which yes. Yes. So however you feel is the vibration that you're holding. And you literally cannot think thoughts of something that is going to create a beautiful, successful life of freedom that feels like ease if you are not holding the feeling of having a beautiful, successful life that, that is of ease. Right. We're in control of how we feel at any point in time. So most people say, well, when I get the thing, then I'll feel that way. But you can't get the thing if you don't feel the way first. And we are the only species that exists that can control our feelings. It's like we are the only ones that can cultivate and create feelings just by thinking a thought. Right. And it's so important because I think it's something that's it's like, it's almost so simple that it goes over your head of like how big of an impact this can actually make in your life. It's like, you know, if, if I make my whole life about really just feeling good and feeling into things that I desire and 
really just spend most of the time focusing there, like that's co-creation of a really beautiful life, you know? Mm -hmm. But instead, I feel like so many people focus on, yeah, but how? Like, how is that going to come about? How is that going to work? Like, oh, you know, or, or, you know, you do it for a certain amount of time and you don't see any manifestation of it. So you just give up. And it's like, that's, that's where the magic is, is just like really with just trusting and feeling and like not so much worrying about the how, because the how isn't your job, but just really getting into the space of knowing, like, because I can feel this way, I know that I can have it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it it does. It requires this ultimate level of trust, but like, it's not like only the elite few can do it. It's not like a special thing, you know, like everyone is doing it all the time. It's just, whether are you, are you consciously aware that you're doing it? So like you can look back on situations that have happened in your life that were mind blowing. Like how did I meet that person at that exact second? And then all the, they're my soulmate that I ended up marrying for the rest of my life. Right? Like you couldn't have planned that. And so that's like, that's what you mean when you say the how is not your, is not up to you because you could not have orchestrated that person being in that moment at that time, you taking a left instead of a right and knowing that all of this was going to come together. That's why the how is not your job. Right. But it is your job to create a level of trust. I always say create the level of trust with you first, because if you can trust you, then that will equal you trusting life, right? Because mm-hmm. life is your creation. If we create our own reality, right? Everything that's existing around me is just a reflection of myself. So if I can create trust with me, then I in turn will start trusting life. So people are always looking for certainty, right? Something I want to know what's going to happen next. I need to plan it. Tell me the things, right? Like I want to have everything in place. I want to grip it. I want to touch it. I want to know. The only true certainty is that whatever comes through in your life, you can handle it. You can handle it. And you can handle it because you created it. You You can't create something that you can't handle it, but it goes against universal law. Like it's literally impossible for you to create something that you couldn't handle because your past self created this moment now. So the right. energy that you held in the past, because we you know, live in a, the perspective of a linear universe, the energy that you've had in the past created this moment. So the manifestation of everything that's happening right now in this moment is actually old. It's old. It's old energy that has manifested now. So what you feel now is literally creating tomorrow. So create a trust of you to you and you never have to worry about the future again because it's you to you. Right. So how would you think would be the best way to really cultivate that trust within yourself? Because I feel like it's something really hard for people to do, you know, because it's like, okay, in the past, yeah, maybe I've made some really shitty decisions. Like maybe I've done some messed up things. Like how does one go about really cultivating that trust? I think you start with building evidence right? Like build evidence of your past. Have you 100% handled everything you've ever been through? Are you here? Right? Like Mm -hmm. everything that you've ever been through, you've managed a way to figure it out and gotten through it. Right? So you build evidence. There's things that I've gone through in my past that I've developed through and it was growth like no other, but I in this moment can look back on it and think, how in the hell did I do that? How did I handle that? Right? So you like, Stack the evidence of everything that you have handled before. Look at that and then know that anything that's going to come at you. And, and I always, you know, advocate having 
some sort of relationship to something bigger than you, yeah, right? Yeah. Like whether it's God, universe, whatever it is that you, that you see, hear, talk to, whatever, have something because when you think that it's all on you, that's the heaviest feeling in the entire world. Right. So I always say like, I delegate to God all day long. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this. Can you handle that? Thank you. <laughs> you know, give it away because you're stressing about it is what's creating the heavy of the problem in your future. Give it away. Let it go. You know, if you don't know how to handle it again, it goes back to the how you don't have to know how right. Choose to let go in that moment, because the only thing that you're holding on to in that moment is a feeling of something that hasn't even happened yet. Like right. we're making up a story about like, well, this could happen and that could happen and da da da. And it's like, but that hasn't even happened. So right. come back here, let it go. What if the best circumstance happened? Right. What if something beyond your even your imagination happened and it was like unbelievable, right? Like I was telling the story last night um, in my workshop of I decided, I made a decision, this was years ago, that I was done working hard for my money just done. Like, cause I was working two jobs, had a corporate job. I was working at a restaurant on the weekends, like working my ass off and barely getting by. And I was like, I am so done with this. Like I just got to my breaking point. Like I'm over it. There has to be a better way. I had no idea how, no idea how to do it because that's what I had done my whole life. I'd worked two jobs for like 15 years or something, you know, since I like the day that I could work, I was working all the time. And so I made that decision. And the only action I knew to take so that's the thing is like, once you make a decision, make, take action in alignment with your decision, right? Yeah, that's so important. the only thing you know to do, right? The only thing I knew to do was to stop working so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I knew to do. So I like, literally, I would still go to my job. I'd still do my job, but I didn't do the extra. I didn't do the over the top, a thousand percent. I just stopped like running my, running my ass into the ground working within a month of making that decision. My corporate job, the company got bought out. And they offered us double severance to whoever wanted to voluntarily quit. Um, could I have planned that? There's no way, you know, like that was something totally outside of the realm of where my brain would even go, you know, right. but all I did was make the decision of I'm done. Right. So then I take the severance, like, hell yeah, thank you. Took three months off of work from that job, still worked at the restaurant a little bit and then ended up getting another job that was almost double my income. And then I quit the restaurant job. Right. So I made the decision of I'm raising the standard of my life. And that was all I did. I took the action I knew to take right. and the universe took care of 90% of everything else. Right. And I think that's so important is the decision with the action, because I know for me, it's like, I can say something like, oh, I decided this now and I'm only available for this. But it's like, if I don't show the universe, like, actually, no, I'm serious. This is what I'm available for now by taking that first action, then it really doesn't play. Like the action has to coincide. And I think that's where a lot of people sort of don't, you know, manifest what they actually desire is because they're not willing to take the action that's like mm -hmm. being presented, that aligned action, because that's the scary part, right? Like it's not scary to think about what we want and it's not scary to, you know, meditate on it and think about, oh, quitting my job. What's actually scary is quitting the fucking job, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I thought even when that announced, right? And it was like a, a, on a silver platter, here's your exit to the job that you hate. I, it still took me four days to make that decision. I'm wow. just like, am I really going to quit my job? Like, oh my God. You know, <laughs> and they're paying me to do it. <laughs> but, 
But you know, it's even, it's even referenced in the Bible, you know, ask and then it's given knock and the door will open, right? Like seek and you will find we're required to take action because it's a co-creation, right? Like we, there is nothing that will ever interfere with our free will. So if we're sitting here stagnant, nothing is going to come and make you move. You've got to make the move, right? Like you're not going to go, you can put your GPS on and you can look at the map, but if you don't get in the car and drive, you're not going anywhere, you know? Absolutely. It's our, it's our job to show up. And, and here's the thing is that most people think that they need to know steps one through 50 to make the first move. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. No, it does not <laughs> you work only way. know what you know, right? You only know what you know. So take the first move. You know, when I, started my business, I did not know what I was doing. I didn't know how, but the thing, here's what I need to do. Find somebody who's doing it and go and invest with them and ask them a million questions. <laughs> and that, that's what I need to do. And so that's what I did. And then the next step was given. And then the next step of clarity and the next step of clarity. And next thing you know, you know, I've built a six figure business in under seven months. Yeah. I didn't plan that. I didn't know that that was going to come together, you know? Yeah. It's action that is what actually creates the clarity because it's like, if you think about it, like you can have, you know, perfect instructions on like how to swim. You can watch a video about how to swim and be shown somebody in the pool and they're swimming and you can understand all of the mechanisms and how your arms are supposed to move and all this shit. But until you get in the pool and do it yourself, you don't know how to swim. Like you don't know the things that you have never done before. And I think so much of really breaking out of like the conditioning is making the things that are really, you know, that you don't know, the things that are unfamiliar to you, making them the new standard, making them the new familiar. Like maybe you weren't used to feeling that uncomfort. And then all of a sudden it's like, you live in that uncomfortable place because that's your new familiar. It's your new familiar to be growing and to be expanding and to be, you know, in this place of asking and taking the action. And you make that familiar instead of, you know, laying in your bed in the end of December of another year going, oh, I didn't do the things that I wanted to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what it is? Action creates the identity of you, who you become. It's mm-hmm. like, you can't be, that person who holds the things that you want without taking the action, the action creates you at a new level. Am I saying that right? The action creates you at a new level. It creates the next version of who you're becoming. Right. And I think too, is that really ties in with like vibration, right? Because if like you're taking the action of a new version of you, then you're vibrating at a new level, which is then attracting what you are actually meant to receive. Right. Totally. And that, oh, because every new thing that you do invites new energy into your life, which expands your being, right? So you can like see somebody like uh, Richard Branson, who is just known for risk-taking, known for doing things. How, when you think about him, how big does he feel, right? Like he just feels like this giant, expansive, massive energy. Now think about like, you know, cat lady Susie, who never leaves her house, never does anything new, hasn't changed her furniture in 20 years, right? How, what does she feel like? Oh God, so constricted. Condensed and small, right? It's because the newness is what expands our energetic being. And when you expand your energetic being, you become a match for new things. Yeah. Um, so by the way, like side note, I'm going to start tapping into Richard Branson energy during my meditations. I'm going to be like, come to oh, me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to start aligning with Richard Branson energy. That man is actually really incredible. And I love that people like him exist in the world. I love that people like Elon Musk exist in the world where they're just like, no, like this is not how it's going to be. I'm going to prove you all wrong. I'm going to do the things that you say that I can't. And like, I love like this concept of, um, expanders, like allowing these people that really inspire you, like allow them to actually inspire you as like, wait a second, like if I look into the history of this person and where they came from, like, does it match up at all that Elon Musk would be like leading this car revolution and energy revolution and literally changing the planet that we live on with his ideas? Does that match up from like where he grew up and like his lifestyle? No. You know, yeah. it's like, if he can do it, anybody can do it. And that's like, oh gosh, that's like the one thing that I will say that I absolutely love social media for is like seeing like the really expansive people that, you know, you can tell that they embody the energy. I think that there's a lot of people that talk the talk and they don't embody the energy, but it's like when you can really tap into the embodiment, like that's why I'm talking about like really really actually calling in Richard, Richard Branson energy into my meditation because he walks that talk. Like he is the embodiment of that expansive energy. I can do whatever my mind tells me. And like, I don't care if it sounds crazy to you. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever um, talked about or like went into studying like energetic codes of being like around somebody or being in the proximity of them? So yes, a little bit. Like I understand that for me, how I interpret it is like, um, when, you know, somebody's really embodied, they're carrying the code of that sort of embodiment. And by me being in that, I can then absorb that energy myself and then like get that code more or less. That's how I understand it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the thing that made me think about it is the term embodiment, because like if you you have to be the person that you're so energetic codes is they have figured out something that you haven't quite figured out yet. They have clarity around something that you don't have clarity around. Right. But they, whoever has to be totally embodied in it. They have to be it in order for it to unlock anything in you. So when you talk, like you're talking about people who speak, but aren't embodied in it, there's no influence there. They can't, they, they will literally plateau and stop whatever it is that they're trying to do it trying to do because unless they're fully embodied they can't help create any kind of influence or transformation around anybody else because it's the embodiment that creates the change yeah not only in themselves but the people that are influenced by them you know yeah i feel that and i feel like especially like in our industry that's so important and it's like if you are going to work with somebody it's like yeah make sure you really feel that like that they are the embodiment of what they're speaking of and i yeah. actually seen that phrase so much like a lot of people are calling 2020 the year of embodiment i don't know if like that's a thing but i've seen it so much and i'm like yeah i get that because it's like i'm tired of the fluffy like this or that i'm tired of like the motivation of like you can change your life and it's like you know, or like the money coaches that like, they don't make no money. And I'm like, what? what kind of weird shit is that? Like what? Like, no, I'm sorry. You cannot be a money coach if you don't make a lot of money yourself. Like you don't know. Right. Like, I just don't, I don't agree with that. And I think that, 
you know, if you're somebody who's like wanting to work with people, you have to do your due diligence on like, are they actually walking the walk? Yeah. Well, and I, and I think that's what makes the difference between the wildly successful people that you see and the ones who kind of like filter and fall, like fall out. You know, so I always teach that you, you can, you are the expert on what you have been through. And that's the only thing that you can teach. You can only teach what you have fully been through and understood, you know, and, and that doesn't mean you can't study and teach what you've studied. But like, if you're just reiterating information, you're just regurgitating, you're just regurgitating information, right? Right. right. Google, right. And that's what makes the difference. Like if I can Google information, but if I'm around somebody who lives it, who becomes it, who is it, that creates transformation. Totally. Well, it's like the swimmer too, where it's like, okay, I can watch this video on swimming, totally yeah. understand swimming. And then I, you know, I can't then go teach people to swim just because I watched a video about swimming. Right. Right. I have to swim myself. God, what yeah. a analogy. Okay, Kelly. <laughs> So good. Yeah. And it does, it like upgrades your being. I have uh, one of my best friends. She's taking um, the pole dancing classes. Like, oh, so good. The, the workout, right? I got so And she's doing it to get embodied in her femininity and all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, so proud of her and jealous because like I want to do it. Oh my God, you but, should do it. Well, here's the thing. So this is the whole thing. She is doing it. So it's her first time ever doing it. Now think about this before you go into that class. If you're someone who's never really embodied femininity, that's a super intimidating thing to do, right? Like, um, you're sitting like, I don't belong here. Other girls are way better at this than me. Right. So you're kind of like holding it apart from you. So her hack for that was she got a friend to go with her so much easier to walk into that room with a friend where you're just silly and you make fun of each other for it. Well, now that she's gone to four or five classes, now she has the identity of I'm a person who does pole dancing classes, right? right? So it's like all it took was the action of her going to that class a few times and now she's embodied in it of like, no, this is, this is part of who I am. This is what I do, right? right? It's like the action created the embodiment for her to be there and her fear was going alone. So hack, find the easy way to do it, bring a friend, right? right? And that's my problem is like, I don't want to go alone. <laughs> I want to go by myself, but I think it would be so fun. Yeah. Um, I will say like going to new classes and things like that is really intimidating when you go by yourself, especially because like I've gone to certain dance classes and stuff before and like just want to try new things and like, and you know, you have people that go there all the time and they have their own little cliques and like whatever. But I always think of those as opportunities to like, Oh, nobody knows me here. I don't have to be any certain way. There's no expectations of who I am or how I am. Like, let me just go in and, and own it. Like, let me turn on my, like, let me put on this sort of personality of whatever I want at the time. Do you know what I mean? Like like, yeah. So it's like, so yeah, if I want to show up at a pole dancing class by myself and I'm really intimidated by that, it's like, I can almost like put on like an energetic, like coat of like, empowerment. And I'm like, I'm so sexy and I'm going to own this in this class. And it's just because I decided like, nobody knows, you know, maybe I think that I'm actually really dorky and like not coordinated, but nobody in that class knows that, you know? So it's like, it's, it's an opportunity to just like be whoever you want, essentially. I, what a mindset shift. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> That's literally what allows me to go to things. Cause I, I will, I will go to things a lot on my own where it's like, 
you know, and, and I always before I, I don't want to go, like, you know, I'm talking myself out of it. I'm like, oh, I don't really need to go do this. Like, yeah. <laughs> but then it's like when I just go and I go anyway and I get in there and I just go with the intention of like, I can be whoever I want and I can have so much fun and that's the intention then that's what happens. Like I have so much fun. And then I end up usually meeting people because they're like, who's this new awesome fun girl, you know? But it's like, you can choose that at any time. Like that goes for anything. It's like, you can choose to, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, networking events, whatever it is. It's like, I can walk in with like my coat on of whoever I want to be and be that person and turn on and do all of that and then leave and not do it. It really doesn't matter. You know? Yeah. I have a lot of things running through my head about that because it's almost like you're asking who you, the the accumulation of your past is, you know, who like most of us identify as who we are, right? Like this is who I am. So it's almost like you're asking the, the definition of who you think you are to step aside for a minute and to try on something new, to try on some new energy. It's genius. It's like such a hack, right? And (laughs) <laughs> and well, and it's not even like you're faking it because that, no. that is part of actually who you are. It's right. just been dormant. Right. Well, and it's like, why are you going to the class? What's the intention of going to the class? Like, so let's talk about pole dancing. And the intention is to be really sexy and embodied and you're feminine. Again, you can walk into that class sexy and embodied in your feminine just because it's like you choose that for yourself and this is what I'm doing here and this is the purpose of me being here you know I don't have to go in with all of the reservations and fears and all of that stuff and yeah that really really serves me so and so then you're strengthening it just by trying that energy on right Mm -hmm. eventually allowing that that part of you to come forward you strengthen that and then now it gets to mix and intermingle with the other dominant side of you that you think that you are, but yeah. it isn't actually the whole of who you are. Exactly. Well, we have so many facets to our personality. And I think that, you know, I feel personally that I have so many different personalities. And I think as far as societal conditioning goes, you know, we're told to put a lot of those aspects away that certain parts are accepted, certain parts are not right. And that's like when we can get into shadow work and all that stuff. But it's like, At the end of the day, if there's something calling you to that class, that is an aspect of your personality that wants to be expressed, express it. You know, if you're called to go to a certain event, that is an aspect of your personality that wants to be expressed there. Ask yourself, what is that aspect of my personality? And then allow it to be expressed and like put that forward. It doesn't mean that like, you know, I, I personally feel like identity can be really, really fluid, but most of the time we just try to live in that box of like who we think we are based on past experience. But it's like, if I just, okay, pretend like I just was born today, like, what do I want to do? Like, who do I want to be? And like, I have this fresh energy of like, where I want to go? What am I called to? It's like, that's magic on top of magic. Totally. Well, I think it's like you're, um, you're ascending out of like just being human and into like all facets of the spirit, right? Because it's like in human, we want a boxing thing. We want like, you belong here. So stay there, right? Like, have you ever um, gone to like your hometown or gone back to your family's house and you can literally feel the box that they have you in, you know? And you're just like, they're like, no, this is who you are. And this is how you are. You know, maybe they don't say it in those words, but it's like that. And you're like, no, dude, that was like 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, that's why 
I think, you know, so many people, like you have to accept if you're somebody who's into personal growth, spiritual growth, like you have to accept that most people that, you know, are from your past, like you're probably going to fall out of alignment with them and they're not going to get it. And because you are a totally different person, you know, and that's okay. And that's the thing, like most people, you know, if you're not on the growth path, like they just don't get it and they have expectations, but it's like, it's not my responsibility to live inside of their expectation. And that's, that's what it is for me. It's like, I, I enjoy growth so much. I enjoy being a different person and I really enjoy being like unexpected. Like, you know, I took an Afrobeat dance class. Like, Oh, I love that. Like, I'm just like, whatever. Like, I want to learn Afrobeats. Like, you know, and I let these things that just sort of call me to like really stretch me in these uncomfortable places because it's just fun and exciting. And without that, to me, it's like, I don't have life. Well, it's growth, right? It's like, it's all growth. And it's like, if we're not, if we're not experiencing growth, you're just, there's not, there's a level of joy in life missing there. Yeah. You know, it's like growth equals happiness. If I'm making progress, then that's where happiness lies. It's like, oh, look what I did. Look at that. Like I did something new. I like went out of my box that I normally sit in, right? Like I'm branching out and trying something new. Right. And if we go to like vibration again, it's, you know, if, at that point, if I'm doing things that intentionally make me uncomfortable, press me to like really expand into these different personality facets, I'm increasing my energetic capacity for expansion, right? Because I'm vibrating in this expansive way. I'm vibrating in the, I can do the hard things, you know, where it's like, instead, if I listen to that voice, that's like, no, don't go. You're tired. You're this, you're that. That's just keeping you in that same sort of like stuck energy, right? You know what? To full circle, creating trust with yourself. Of when I push, when I lean into the things I'm uncomfortable with, and then I successfully move through it, now I'm creating this level of trust of like, oh, I handled that. Oh, I can handle this, right? Like I can handle uncomfortable situations. You know, um, you know, and I were talking earlier about how like Robert and I do Tuesday nights of like safe space, like talk about our relationship, what's showing up. That <laughs> there was a few weeks ago we were talking about vulnerability and, you know, I don't want to generalize, but like everyone struggles with vulnerability. It's hard. It's hard. And it's like, you think you're being vulnerable. Here's what I'm going to tell you. If you don't have an emotional reaction, you're asked to not go to the level of vulnerability. (laughs) If you can speak it just like this, you're not there yet. And, um, one of the things he said was like, I think that we need every, every week, we need to speak the things that we feel are the most vulnerable. You know, like the, the thing that's the scariest to say, that's the thing that we need to bring up and say. And right in that moment, I felt my whole body tense up and I was like, that makes me so uncomfortable. And, it, and, and yes, we should absolutely do that. <laughs> Cause it is, you know, you're going to a place you've never gone before, especially when you deal with another human, you know, it's just like, But when you can go there and then you can successfully move through it, that creates a level of trust with you in life. Like you wouldn't believe, you know, of just looking back and then seeing, then you start to feel like you have a grasp and like you stop fearing the future. You stop thinking that some disaster is going to like sneak up out of the the crevices of the earth and grab you down. Like it's not going to happen. You know, everything is within your control of you to you because you've created that relationship between you and life. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's, 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 
it's so true. Like when you really get into that space of like the trust and it's like the idea that something could go wrong, it just feels, starts to feel so foreign. It's like, what is, what is wrong? You know, like there is no wrong. So it's like anyway, you know, I, I've, I feel like for a really long time, I've been the person that I'm so optimistic. And so like, I never think of anything bad that could happen that like people in my life will be like, well, Kelly, what about this, this, that? I'm like, literally didn't even think about it because like, it's so not, you're not, you're not a vibrational match for it. The thought doesn't even occur to you because you're up here, you know? wait a second, that just like what you said earlier and then that made so much sense to me right now. Yes, because the thought did not even occur to me that possibly XXX could go wrong. But then you have other people where it's like their whole life is spent in that worry and like, what if, what if this, what if that, what if this? And and it's because they're at that vibrational level. Yeah, yeah. My mom does this thing where she tries to think about, and I think a lot of parents do this, try to think about every worst case scenario and she calls it prevention planning. And um, I'm like, mom, you're, you're literally creating it the second you think about it. Right. Like you're creating the possibility for it to happen the second you think about it. The better method is to drop all that and put all of your focus. What do you, what do you want? What is the best case scenario? What do you want to happen when you've, and it's the weirdest thing. And that's, you know, that's another level of bringing trust in when you ignore and stop feeding the low level shit you don't want to create, it literally goes away. It falls away. The energy to the other side, what do I actually want? Put everything there. The more that you feed it, because what was it? Where your focus goes, energy flows. The more you feed it and give energy to it, it gets bigger, 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 bigger until it's solidified into reality. Right. And I think that's so huge, even on like a collective conscious level too. Right. Like, and I'm going to go super woo like crazy right now, but I had this thing last night. (laughs) Okay. So I've been doing quite a bit of energy work lately where I feel like I'm calling in like spiritual beings and like being visited by goddesses and all this stuff. Right. And last night I woke up and there was like a figure standing over me, like in the side of my bed. It was like in, in this white hoodie. And I literally like, cause I, I was in a dream and I like turned to the side and I see this figure in my dream, but then I wake up and I see the figure. Right. And I'm like, and I'm staring at it now I'm awake and I'm thinking, okay, it's a shadow of some kind, like it's going to go away, but like I'm staring at it and it's still like this, like perfect human shaped figure. And I'm like, okay, this is not going away. So now my heart (laughs) is racing. I'm like freaking out. And then I'm just like, send it love, send it love, Kelly, just send it love. Like, don't think this could be a dark figure. I'm like, oh, they're here to love me. And I just like, just said, okay, like anything dark goes away and it's only love here. Like we are only love here. And I have no idea what it was, what like the purpose of this thing was. Like, I'm still feeling like I need to integrate that. Like whatever just happened, I don't know. But, and then it was just gone. I was like, okay, it's just love here. Because it was like, yeah, I could choose to feed into like, oh my gosh, this is a ghost and this is really weird that there's some weird like shadowy figure watching me as I sleep or I'm like, okay, you're here to love me. Great. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's so I true. Know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. yeah. I would freak out too. <laughs> but it's like, but in that moment, it's like, you have a choice. Like, do I feed 
that this could be darkness? Do I feed into my fear of the supernatural, the things that I don't understand? Or do I just look at it and go, oh, great. I have some kind of guardian angel around me. This is beautiful. You know, it's like in that moment, it's like we always have a choice. Unfortunately, like most, we are conditioned into fear a lot of the time because it comes from survival. That's like, you know, in our reptilian brain, not even in our, you know, conscious mind or thinking mind. It's our reptilian brain that says like, okay, danger, danger, danger. And it's like, I have, I know right now, it's like, I have a moment to be like, do I listen to that? Or do I go, no, like, I'm good. It's all good. And let it go. Right. Yeah. And I think it's like, go ahead, sir. I'm just like, you do that in all aspects of your life. It's like even negative thoughts. It's like, okay, do I feed that thought or do I just decide to think a different one? Yeah. I blow them up. Like if I have something enter into my head, that's a fear-based thought of like, what if this goes like really wrong? I literally like, and I literally see it explode. And then I just like, okay, what do I want? <laughs> like blow it up. I don't have time for that. I'm not available for that right now. Like I've okay. got to figure out like, exactly what, but it's all about like what you're strengthening and fear. Literally all fear is, is I don't understand it fully. And yeah. so your brain fills in the gaps with survival mechanisms. Like, yeah. it it's not even real, you know, but like most, most of society is constantly living in a fear-based state of mind all the time. And what's crazy about that, I've been binging a lot of Joe Dispenza lately. So this is top of mind, but like, what's crazy about that is when you're in fear, you go into fight or flight, right? So cortisol is just like, most of us are living on like a constant drip of cortisol in this, this society. So the cortisol with the fight or flight, all of the blood literally is rushing to your limbs so that you can fight or flight. But what happens in that is you become hyper, hyper aware of your physical body. So you're disconnect, you're connect to anything higher to spiritual, to consciousness literally stops. Like it stops. You don't have access to it because you're in pure survival mode of the physical. So most people are living like that as if it's a normal life every day, all day concerned about the physical and can't even see the connect to the bigger, to the higher, to the bigger perspective. How wild. It is. And well, and that's why it's so, I think so important to like get into some form of energy work embodiment, like through, you know, meditation or even yoga or like whatever it works for you. But it's like, you have to do some sort of thing in your life where you understand like you're connecting to your body and to some level of source at the same sort of time, you know, so it's like we can make that the normal versus like being totally cut off and living inside of our head, which is like, you know, the 10th of our entire being. (laughs) Right. If even that, you know, right. Like that's what I think. Most people live their entire life in their head, trying to think through things. And it's like, you have so much, you have access to literally unlimited potential and ideas and everything, but it's like, you know, so many of us just cut that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we're taught that we're just, we're taught that our entire lives growing up. And then you have talking about the reptilian brain, pure survival, ego conditioning, all of that, but like get around anyone who's uber hyper successful and they'll express to you the power of going there with your mind first, the power of staying in optimism and positivity, the power of connection, going into meditation to calm that reptilian part of your brain so that then you're strengthening the part of you that then can create what you're actually wanting to live 
instead of reiterating the past over and over and trying to prevent disaster. You know, it's like every person who has created ultimate success, meaning happiness and fulfillment, right? And financial, whatever it is that you're wanting has figured this out. Yeah. Figured out that there's, there's more than just what's right here. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a couple questions and I want to round this out. One is what does being a woman unleashed mean to you? Oh, a woman unleashed. So the first thing that comes to mind is like being unapologetic because I think like as females, you know, it's like it's ingrained in us from generation to generation to apologize for our existence for whatever reason, you know, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense anymore. Um, and then the second part of that, the second part that comes to mind is the, the energy of sexual power. And I don't just mean like, owning your sexuality and like, I'll sleep with whoever I want. I mean, like the actual power that exists in your body that comes from harnessing female energy in that way. Like the, there's so much more to sexual energy than just having sex. It's the creation power and like having that be part of who you are in everything that you do. That like gives me chills. That's something I'm studying more and like wanting to come into more of understanding because I think there's so much there that I, I don't even fully comprehend yet. Yeah. So powerful. So powerful. Like our, yeah. Creation of life. Like <laughs> we are the creators of life. So yeah, I had, well, I had a really massive revelation with that yeah. where like, cause because I decided that I didn't want to have kids, I in turn found later that I was suppressing my entire womb. I was acting as if it didn't even exist, you know? And then I was like, holy crap, there's so much creation energy. Yeah. in that part of your body. And I was literally like shutting off my sacral chakra, not intentionally, but just like, oh, I'm not going to have kids. So I don't need it. Wow. But like this. Yeah. That was an awakening. So I had to reconnect to that part of me. Yeah. More than just creating a baby, you know? Right. Oh my gosh. And that's so, and for me too, like I, I as well don't desire children. Um, but the creation, like creation of life is like, what are you birthing into the world? What are you creating? Like, it doesn't have to be another human. Like you can create so much. And I think, yeah, so much of our power as women lies in truly cultivating that like womb power creation energy. Because it's like, we have so much magic inside of us. Woo! And once like society actually turns that on, it's like, watch out everybody. Like we come <laughs> well, it's happening. You know, I mean, women are leading this, this movement, this transition into the divine, this transition yeah. into love for like women are the leaders. And Robert and I were talking about this the other day that this is how it was always meant to be. Women yeah. were, how many of my clients come to me and say, I get it, but my husband doesn't, right? That's because you were meant to lead him. We yeah. were meant to lead this movement of awakening. The men will catch up, N know that they will, right? But like, we're doing it as female. Like the, the universe is shifting more into this female energy. And, and, and it doesn't just mean like girls are doing it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like this feminine energy is leading this next movement. Well, and because it makes so much sense too. And I, this might be a bit of a tangent, but if you even look at like the state of the planet and all of the, you know, tragic things that are going on in the planet, um, environmentally, like, like the earth is feminine creature like you can tell this because 
She just gives and gives and gives and is so feminine in her nature. And now she's upset. But it's like, to me, it's like, it's a call to rise into that divine feminine. It's a call for all of us to embrace our feminine because when we're all in our more feminine, we care about the earth and we understand that she's a feminine being, right? Like this level of understanding only comes from embracing the divine feminine, whether you you know, came into this world as a male or female, we all will do better off when we embrace that aspect of ourselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at that. I mean, the earth is pure creation. Yeah. Pure creation. You know, and it's so crazy too, because I recently went scuba diving for the first time and to be like underneath, you know, underneath in the ocean like that and to experience like we were at a reef and you can like feel the earth swaying and you, and it's almost like you can feel it. It's like, she's breathing, you know? And in that moment, it's like, I really understood, like we are on this living, breathing planet. And yeah, we all need to do our part to take care of it more really. But we could talk forever about that. <laughs> well, I think, the way I think you do it, it doesn't mean go out and plant a tree and whatever else. The way that you do it is by starting to come into that understanding within yourself and caring for yourself. Yeah. When you care and love for yourself, you won't harm anything around you. Right. Right. And it's so crazy too, because I think, yeah, you just start to understand this really different perspective on life of, you know, really just wanting to love other people and just wanting to spread love. Like I, I know, like for me, even listening to like, let's say comedians, like, um, I don't know if you watched like the Golden Globes, but you know, my boyfriend's an actor. So <laughs> we watched the Golden Globes and the intro monologue with Ricky Gervais was to me like so mean. And like maybe years ago, I would have thought that that was like funny and like laugh and but it's like making jokes at other people's expense. Like, I don't know, to me, it's just like, why? Like, why do we need to put negativity out there? Like, we should just be more loving and be nicer to people. And it's like, why do we have to think that, that like, that's the only way to be funny is by putting other people down? I just, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just feel like it's such a perspective change when you really start to understand too. And it's like, every thought that I think, every feeling that I have, it like, it comes back to me. So it's like, if I'm putting negativity out in the world and I'm talking negativity about other people and I'm making jokes at other people's expense and making them feel bad. It's like all just a reflection of me. So why would I do that? Yeah. And you invite it back because now you're vibrating much for that. Right. So just be nicer, everybody. Be nice. Um, <laughs> Marley, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram. It is at Marley Ansel and on Facebook, uh, Marley Ansel. Yeah. Website's coming soon, MarleyAnsel.com, but not ready yet. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Marley, thank you so much for doing this with me. Amazing. You are the best. And we all going to be out there, be nice people and up the energy, right? Do it. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved this episode, you can go ahead, take a screenshot, let us know you're listening, tag Marley at Marley Ansel on Instagram, and you can tag me at Miss Kelly Kristen. I love you so much, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, sister. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know another woman that needs to hear this message, I ask that you please share it. And if you absolutely loved what you heard today, I would so appreciate if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes as it helps us to spread the message and grow the community. And that is our number one goal. 
So if you have not already, join us in the Woman Unleashed Collective on Facebook. This is a safe sisterhood to connect with like-minded women and get all the support you need in your journey to live life unleashed. Until next time, sisters, live life a little more boldly and create some magic.